fade that one yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> I love it. I'm a big fan of the fade out. Oh, yeah. Another, like, two minutes of uh, you know, straight rocking on that oh, one. Oh, man. Holding on loosely. Yes, dude. What a rocking jam, man. Is that a good one? 38 special. Yeah, they don't write them like they used to. Am I going to lie? Yeah. yeah, you're taking me back. I was thinking about, like, the old days of going to the Frontier Days um, festival there for 4th of July and getting on the old uh, ride where it just spins you in a circle. Gravitron? And not the Gravitron, but the one where everyone gets in their own two-person cart. And it, well, okay, Stop right there. First of all, every ride at the carnival, just you go in circles. Yes. I know, but there's one where it would always have the DJ booth, and the guy would be like, hey, DJ this, and then he'd play like, hold on loosely. And then, you know, like, it would, it, oh, yeah, it, you would yeah. see the DJ, and you would be in your little two-person thing, but it would be like a hundred of them, and it would just, yeah, you're right, everything spins in a circle, but. Uh, but I know, it like kind of went up and down, up and down, just down a little, a little bit. yeah. Nice. You'd have the DJ guy there, and. Uh, it, had, like it, the fabric over the arm. Yes, and always, yeah. always the 80s hair rock music. It was the best one. Yeah. One of the best, the best tempo. Absolutely. Those are good like days. You're cheating man. death. You want to cheat death to the 80s. I was going to say, have, when is the last time you've been in one of those carnivals, local carnival things that stop into town? Oh, man. 20? I don't even know. Been a while. Probably Probably like 2000. I don't think I've been to one since the army. It was about two years ago. Em and I were cruising back from a night out on the town. We had to go to the mall for something. I can't remember. But we ended up uh, having a fun evening, eating at some local joint and having a few drinks. And as we're cruising back, one of it was like around 4th of July, but not the week of. So it was a bit bizarre. But at a local mall parking lot, Right off the highway, there was one of those Frontier Day-like festival carnivals going on, and we we just decided to pull in, and we started walking around, and it was jam-packed, and they had some crazy rides, man. I mean, stuff that went pretty high in the air, and we're doing all these crazy loops and what have you, and it was the first time I had been in one of those in a long time, you know? Like, I dig on the... Uh, Six Flags Great America. Here in Denver, we have our uh, Elitch's Garden, which used to be Six Flags. Same thing. You kind of trust those because they're established places and what have you, but they also have their faults and faulty equipment from time to time. But man, we were perusing this carnival that, you know, mall parking lot set up on a whim over the course of three days, and you got these drugged out meth head carnies running these things, dude. Like, oh, it's not even set up over three days, dude. It took them three days to all arrive, and then after three days of drinking, they set it up in one night. <laughs> yeah, like I'm, 12 hours. Dude, you're looking that at these set up. rickety freaking mechanisms just wobbling around and <laughs> flying in all directions. As a kid, you have no fear. But when you're in your 30s and you're looking at these things, like, oh man, Emma was like, come on, let's go do it. And I'm like, I don't know. I, I don't think I want to die this way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, plus looking at a carny when you're a kid versus looking at a carny when you're in your 30s. That's oh, a different man. Right. Yeah. As a kid, you, you know? want to be the carny. Right. Yeah. He's got the best <laughs> life. He looks like he's having a blast. You wish you could run the ride, you know? 
He's smiling with the no teeth, just like you at five years old, right? It's almost like <laughs> a bigger version of you. You guys have the pretty much same vocabulary. You know, you're communicating. <laughs> and yeah, same, well same hygiene, shower about as often. It's all uh, <laughs> same level, same guy. Just a little bit bigger. <laughs> but then you're 30 and you're like, I got to trust my life to that guy? Frightening, dude. I would have trusted him to valet my car. I got to say, it, it had been a while since I really was around a scenario like that. And we went on a couple rides. I was a bit uneasy about the whole experience. And I realized this is kind of one of those gateways or moments or, you know, passageways, if you will, where you realize you, you've entered a new phase of your adulthood or life. You know, like I'm in this rinketing thing. I've surpassed the moment of fearing for my life because I've already made the choice. But then I'm in it. I'm like, this thing's disgusting. Nobody's cleaned this thing in years. Like, it's covered in spit and vomit and shit. And like, it's just like that this guy is hasn't washed his own body in a week. What are the chances he's washed the rye? Has anyone windexed this or anything? Like <laughs> nothing, man. This thing is fucking filthy. What am I doing in here? I mean, I'm no liberal, but in a in a post pandemic world, I mean, come on. <laughs> Think of the germs. <laughs> <laughs> Have you guys not heard of the new variant? What the fuck? Oh, man, I don't get caught off a guard in these uh, surprise situations anymore. I, I depend on apps nowadays, Mike. I'm a digital man in a digital <laughs> world, and so I make sure that when I want to spend my money and put my business where it matters... I uh, I know where I'm going, so I downloaded the app that I assume everybody has, you as well, Blap. Do you have Blap, dude? The what? I thought I sent you this, man. There's I thought a... we were... No, I, I just got onto Jive. What are you talking hey, about? Hey, where's Jive at? Dude, still no Jive. <laughs> or not even Jive. Jive's the... Jive was your name. What was the... I know. What was that stupid one? We'll never remember, but we'll always remember Jive. <laughs> what was the name? It was it was like suspect or something. <laughs> that should be. Oh, <laughs> uh, it should be hood. I don't know what. <laughs> oh, dude, hood talk. <laughs> Come on. Or That's great crib notes. What's going on here? Was it? <laughs> wasn't that what it was? <laughs> crib notes. You don't want to, you know, you don't want to cut off half the population right there. You know, you got no bloods. <laughs> no, What's a conversation with no bloods in it? You know? <laughs> that's crib notes, actually. It's I was doing crib. Was it? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, got to watch those consonants these days. Oh, I mean, no, we asked for diggers, man. Diggers! Dig- How many more times are we going to ask you for these? Close the border. We'll try again <laughs> next year. It's terrible. Well, speaking of uh, new colleges sneaking over, I have a clip, actually, that I wanted to play for you. We could stop it at any time. It's just so absurd. But it made me, thinking of, uh, made me think, of, think about sports eventually being taken over and how uh, two years ago we talked about uh, Dusty Baker, who was the manager over at the Houston Astros. He had a kind of uh, an issue with the fact that they were there in the World Series and there were no African-American players on either side of the ball clubs. Uh, it, it ended up being that there were all these 
Dominicans and Haitians and, you know, various groups. Oh, yeah. yeah, remember, it was like a huge deal uh, for this guy. Um, and so I thought, well, well, you know, what we need is new sports, right? And so, Mike, um, dude, this is for you. You're going to love this. Two Colorado high school seniors have a passion for the game of cornhole, or as Janae calls it, bags? Bags. 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 I've never heard bags. that one before. Anyway, they're talented. <laughs> oh, but you heard cornhole, you f***. Yeah, I figured. <laughs> you can tell this is coming from Colorado. <laughs> First ever college scholarships to play the game competitively. Uh, what the? <laughs> shut the fuck up. ABC's Jacqueline Lee is here now with their story. Jacqueline, good morning. Division one college sports, football, <laughs> basketball, and baseball may come to mind, but what about cornhole? Basically like a, a sport that doesn't take a lot of fitness. What's crazy is your edits on the record scratch are way better than that professional. I know. I have. I should have used my own, but I was giving it up to them. I, I wanted you to hear, hear the difference. Yeah, there you go. Hammond and Jackson Remick just received college scholarships to play the sport at Winthrop University in South Carolina. The first ever scholarship in cornhole. I really think cornhole, though it may not seem like it's a very intense game, it can get really intense and like there's a lot of different strategies. The duo. It's a hard audio to hear because the young... A lot of different strategies? <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, and I was going to say, hard to hear, because from what I saw in the background of this Zoom call that he was doing, it looked like the bro was on a ski trip with his homies <laughs> on some mountain. <laughs> oh, no, he was doing winter mountain training for cornhole. You got to go to the high altitude, get the low blood flow, and then, uh, you know, get... <laughs> then when you're competing in the cornhole, you, you have all the maximum energy you could possibly. You know, I'm sure he out. was training at high altitude, but sleeping in a, one of those chambers where they could pressurize it. <laughs> That's right. Same thing to as help LeBron. speed up the recovery. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Just optimizing his performance for cornhole. I can't believe this, dude. Has been officially labeled as two of the country's best high school players by the American Cornhole. This is literally like your drunk dad who's handy with tools to build you this set. <laughs> That you guys all just fuck around during a family party. Oh, dude, how far away are we from a scholarship for Stump? For what? Stump is the game where a bunch of alcoholics try to hit a nail in the stump of a tree with a hammer. Is <laughs> <laughs> that a game? What do you mean? You could do anything when you're drunk. Huh. But this cornhole's a drunk game, dude. Are you kidding? No, this is uh, how far away are we from this being an Olympic event? Look up Google Stump right now. You'll understand what I'm talking about. Is that that video? Is that that video that was going around where there's like two lines of dudes and they each take a turn hitting the nail with the hammer? Yes, that's but like Stump. No, but, but like none of them can hit it. It's called Stump. Yes, that's what you do. Because the drunker you get, the harder it is to hit that nail. Oh, you have to flip the hammer exactly. and catch it? It's called stump. Oh, <laughs> uh, dude, this just sounds like a lot of... Wow. I'm telling That's you, gay. 10 years, here's my prediction, 10 years, stump, Olympic game. I guarantee it. <laughs> it's going to be the Olympics. Dude, I bet you $100 I could beat you in this game. Absolutely you could, yeah.
Well, that's what I mean. This is just a game that nobody who works for a living plays. Well, how often do you swing a hammer completely intoxicated? Every day I'm working. <laughs> folks, that's all you need to know about the union. All right? You clearly haven't been on a union job site. Man. You guys are shit-faced by 1 o'clock. And they, they don't get started working until 2. That's when the overtime kicks in. Don't! 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 <laughs> I picked the wrong profession. All right. <laughs> It's not that bad, baby, but everybody's got their vice, and they're they're very well into it by one o'clock, you know, and they're still swinging hammers. Either way, I f- I thought, you know, you know me, I'm a Colorado man. I loved every moment of this news piece. Program this is and hilarious. win championships. What does it feel like to be trailblazers? I mean, this trailblazers. You guys are you guys are heroes. <laughs> You're going down in the in the history books. Trailblazers, you're you're the Jackie Robinson of cornhole. <laughs> I, mean, I use Jackie Robinson in honor of our Black History Month, brethren. Obviously. I was gonna ask, are these guys black? No, no, no it's too cornhole. So, okay, this is why I wanted to play this clip, right? Yeah. I'm gonna give it to you guys out there, woke world. You're right. This is white privilege. A psycho, dude. I was thinking the same fucking thing. This is, this right here is the whitest of privileges I have ever heard of in my entire life. We, Ace, we st- all said there's no such thing as white privilege, and a Colorado said, hold my martini. <laughs> martini? What are you, from Chicago? It's an espresso teeny, or uh, what is it? Teeny espresso? What do they do? Uh, uh teeny... Teeny Martini? No, what is it? Marspresso? I can't remember what the term is. Marspresso? <laughs> what are you talking about? Everyone's doing the uh, espresso martinis. That can't be a thing. You need to look up our... Where are you from, bro? How, how bored are we as a population? No, I want to get drunk and be hyped up on caffeine, dude. Come on. <laughs> how else do I want to live? Oh, this is disgusting. Yeah, espresso martinis. That's what all the uh, ladies are into these days. Oh, God, ladies, stop. (laughs) Oh, I'm so glad Uh, you are psycho with me on this one, my man. Yes. Is... Does anything else scream white privilege? Come on. (laughs) I I, I actually... Where's Ibram X. Kendi? You're right. I give it to you. Here you go, Listen, just because Kevin and Ryan got into college on a cornhole scholarship and... (laughs) There they studied the musical lyrics of Taylor Swift. That does not mean there's white privilege. No, that's not white privilege. So I I believe this, I will count this as white privilege until we start bringing in the Dominicans to uh, take over the sport. Then then the game changes. Good call. When do the migrants take over as the cornhole champions and we start giving them scholarships, right? And they get to forego the education to, you know, go professional as cornhole champions. Come on. Hold, man. This is the end of America. Cornhole? Are you kidding me? Come on. A scholarship for cornhole? Yeah, that's right. Like, I don't know, man. As a parent, are you really proud of that? (laughs) you know maybe i mean it's free you're getting free money yeah but now you have to tell all your friends that your kid got a scholarship 
Yeah, well, you're telling cornhole. Maybe your kid hit the jackpot by being the ultimate scamster, and you know he's getting all this free education. And I guarantee these are parents who could have afforded his education probably in the first place. Oh, guaranteed. So guaranteed. They are riding. Who gave you that idea? The fact that the kid had such a good life, he grew up playing cornhole. Yeah, no, this is what I'm saying. It's the it's the <sighs> two moms right now clinging their espresso martinis together, celebrating and all the money they saved, uh, getting their kids a free ride to college because they can toss a fucking sack of beans into a hole in some wood. That's insane. Welcome to America. Hey, but people, we're the greatest country in the world. Like, this is where <laughs> your dreams can happen, man. You can toss a sack of beans into a hole in some wood and, and be famous, man. This is crazy. Uh, those same kids, take, born in Russia, they're on their way to Ukraine right now to fight. <laughs> Just got drafted. You're not doing this in South America or Africa or China. Oh, you're throwing bags of beans, but they're 80 pounds and you're throwing them onto a truck. To survive. That's your job. Yeah, so you need to live. (laughs) You're going to do it a thousand times a day for one (laughs) dollar. A little different. Same principle. No scholarship. God, for a scholarship. Oh, it's crazy, man. A scholarship. Dude, come on, man. That's insane. And, That's and insane. we wonder why we're falling behind China in the cyber warfare. Right? <laughs> why are they dominating us? I don't get it. The scholarships are cornhole. Either way, I have reason I have reason to hope and to dream because, Mike, we're back, baby. The moon mission is on. We're going. We're going there. And I, I think I have a clip to finally prove my theory on flat moon. Overnight at Kennedy Space Center, liftoff. This rocket is carrying what could be the first American spacecraft to land on the moon since Apollo 17 in 1972. It's a quite exciting time and I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. The private company Intuitive Machines built the moon lander known as Odysseus. If all goes well, Odysseus will touch down near the moon's south pole later this month and help carry out a host of NASA experiments. Why the South Pole? Well, NASA wants to know if that's a good spot for future missions to the moon with humans. You see, if the moon is flat and they land on the South Pole, they need to test to see if they hit that spot, if it'll flip like a coin, right? Because you hit... (laughs) (laughs) See what I'm saying? They got to test it out, right? (laughs) They got to measure the thickness. I got more. I have a whole thesis. They've proven... They've proved flat moon theory. The company that built Odysseus hopes to provide deliveries for those crewed missions as well. Food, supplies, instrumentation, power nodes for the Artemis crew so that their time is spent doing important crew science and crew activities. But this is risky business. And liftoff of the first United Launch Alliance Vulcan rocket. Already this year, two other attempts to land on the moon failed. Should this mission succeed, it would mark an important first step in exploring not just the moon, but points far beyond. The moon has one-sixth the gravity of Earth and no atmosphere. 
So it's a much easier place to launch deeper into the solar system. It really is the launching pad into human exploration. <laughs> Excuse me? Wait. Excuse me? Launching pad? Pad? A pad is flat. <laughs> a pad is flat. <laughs> Literally a launching pad. A flat pad, folks. We have confirmation. <laughs> flat moon theory. Gravity of Earth. And no atmosphere. So it's a much easier place to launch deeper into the solar system. It really is the launching pad into human exploration. <laughs> Oh, yeah, man, come on! So that's why they have to land on the South Pole, so then they can walk onto the dark side, the flat side. The flat side, yes. They need to get you know, to the other side. Launch to launch off of that, you know. To launch off their flat pad. Yeah, uh, people. Right all along. It's official. Flat moon theory. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> the moon is flat. Just it's a disc. It's a disc. It's floating in water. The water's above and the water's <laughs> below. Come on, people. <laughs> You're right. Oh, either way, all um, fun, very true conspiracies aside, I do love that we're going back to the moon at least. You know, if we could go back uh, with some genuine modern technology, with some real footage... I will concede my belief that the original landings were fake, but I, you know, I want to. It's it's making it seem more and more fake. The harder it is for you guys to do it today. Oh, we're trying for the third time, dude. We keep failing. Still here now. Why were we smarter then? Well, back then, folks, we could read Mark Twain. Look where we're at now. <laughs> Man, they didn't have computers. Doing that shit with slide rulers and stuff. Well, but isn't, again, yeah. going analog, like, you, maybe we were just utilizing more brain power collectively back then. No, for sure. Like I said before, dude, now you could do calculator on the plumbing test. Like, we can't even do basic math. And the answer is just, okay, well, give them calculator. You know? It's funny now we think, well, we can't replicate going to the moon. It, then Ixofaxo proves we never went to the moon. Maybe it just proves idiocracy is more true than ever. Maybe we yeah, just are so yeah. much dumber than we were in 1967. I believe it. Yeah, we are. All it's, right. It's, incre it's incredible. I tell you about that, that, that when they were cleaning this, the uh, plumbing school, that like old homework they found. No. Did, Wait. Did uh, talk uh, about yes. it on here? Maybe. I don't. I, you know, I drink a lot of alcohol, and I also love to partake in the marijuana. <laughs> Our, they found this like old homework, and it, we couldn't believe how like the work these guys had to do because they couldn't just like go on computers and like fix plans and everything, you know. Like everything you do now is all like computer laid out. And stuff <laughs> what and, like, what age satellite. group are we talking here? Uh, school wise, elementary school? No, these are eighteen and older. These are guys who were tr they were in the apprenticeship to become plumbers. Okay, all right. Maybe maybe in like I think it was like the sixties or the seventies. And this was the homework for the drawing class. Because you used to have to be able to actually draw plans. Not just read them, but draw them. And, uh, dude, it was so fucking perfect. Like, none of us in the class could have possibly done it. Right? It was so perfect. Everything was so beautiful. And 
the best part was the kid got a B on it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. And we couldn't even, there's no way anybody that's been a plumber in probably the last 20 years, there's no way they could do that. Well, you know, we take a look around now and we wonder why has society degraded so quickly and so dramatically? And then at the same time, look at how quickly we've lowered our standards. Yeah, it's really sad. We we uh, outsource too much of our thinking to, like, computers, you know? Like, like when you're <laughs> when you're teaching a kid math, you don't just give him a calculator and teach him how to use a calculator. You make him learn, you know, the basics, and then you introduce the calculator with just the basics. You know, the convenience of these devices to rule our world has just completely overtaken our own instinctual knowledge and ability to just navigate our own world. Uh, you and I have discussed this almost. Uh, to the brink of insanity about following the maps, the Google Maps, the Apple Maps, the all the maps, the the ways, everything that's on there that you could possibly download, and all the algorithms that are based on everybody going back and forth. Uh, but if everybody's following the same thing, then you know there's no variation really, and you know maybe the problem with society, the problem with traffic, the problem with congestion, and uh, all the issues we have is we're all just zombies following these algorithms. Like, we're not thinking for ourselves. You might get home a little bit faster if you just followed your own natural-based instinct, you know, instinctual route. Absolutely. Dude, I do one thing every day that knocks three minutes off of my time from the GPS, and that's I just take the Canfield exit instead of go to the Cumberland exit. Oh, yeah. Because Cumberland's just jam-packed. Canfield, there's nobody on it. And why doesn't the GPS know that? Like, literally, as soon as I take the exit, it reroutes, and now my, <laughs> my, you know, my time just dropped three minutes. Well, I got a tidbit as well for you on my favorite route where I bypass a chunk of I-25, where I always encounter the squeegee boys at Santa Fe and Alameda that we oh, all know yeah. about. Uh, if you go just past Alameda there, there is a railroad track that... Pretty much every Friday when everyone's trying to jet home early, there's a freight train, and it's cruising through, and it just wrecks traffic there. And for some reason, there is no GPS device that takes you to take a right on Alameda, which bypasses all the traffic, Uh, and and you take the right, it literally goes beneath the the train track. Yes. It goes beneath the train track. Thing. Yeah. And then you take the next left and you bypass everything. And then you turn right onto an open road. And I had to figure, I found it by accident because I was enraged. I was going to kill people. And I just decided I'm turning right <laughs> and I don't care where it takes me. That was literally, it was just, it was a frantic moment of desperation. And I just happened to, like, I literally followed my instincts. And when I crossed under the bridge, I thought, I'm going to turn left and I think I can get home. And you know what? My brain was right. I got home. It was incredible. And I beat everybody. I crushed the brain. (laughs) My stupid monkey brain took me home, man. It was incredible. And I didn't need my cell phone or anything else to get me there. I just followed instinct, dude, and it worked. And, you know, people are enslaved to these machines. It's really crazy. Yeah, they're forcing us into weird uh, 
I, I just haven't figured out how they work. Why are they forcing us all into the same road? You know? Well, just like with the chemtrailing and stuff, like, do I really think they totally manipulate and control the weather? Well, yes, I'm a nut job. But also, on the more realistic side, I've always thought, like, it kind of fucks with people. And when it comes to the government, I think they just kind of like to fuck with people, honestly. Like, really disturb the, the, the populace, you know? Make them uncomfortable. Make them uneasy. See, know? I don't think it's that. I think more maybe it's, like, the algorithms. And, like, this is what happens when you let AI do the thinking because like me and you might look at the situation and be like well i want to give everybody i want to get everybody home as fast as possible but maybe the computer's determining that i could just jam this highway full and yeah these people are going to take longer but some other people are going to get home really fast and maybe algorithmically it averages out to an overall faster time very interesting take you know what I mean? And I yeah. think there's like, there's always like, it, the computer's almost too logical, you know? It will only do what you tell it to do. And maybe we're not smart enough to, to really understand how to get it to, you know what I mean? I don't well, know if that makes sense. It does, and it kind of makes it seem like we're on the same plane, just on opposite ends of this spectrum, whereas you're saying it's just being as logical as possible algorithmically and i'm saying no there's nefarious characters messing with the algorithm to fuck with us because they don't like us because we're uh, the serfs <laughs> <laughs> and i believe it has all everything to do with the klaus schwabs and george soros's of the world and if you think i'm kidding or crazy as far as there being some sort of weird cabal who's mixing and mingling amongst themselves and just in charge of it all uh, did anyone happen to see on Valentine's Day who had a nice romantic dinner in Paris? None other than Huma Abedin and George Soros' son, Alex Soros, future prince of our dominion. Uh, I imagine he's Satan of some realm. I don't know what's going on with this guy. Mr. Soros, do not look at that laptop. <laughs> Oh, man. Has this guy ever heard of the word frazzle drip? I don't know if anyone is familiar <laughs> with that. There's definitely 12 cops out there who know what I'm talking about. Well, nine of them, they're no longer with us. But, uh, yeah, man. Wow. What a creep show situation. You got the son of George Soros dating Huma Abedin, this freak show lady who's allegedly tied into one of the creepiest sounding videos that was ever discovered on the alleged laptop of Anthony Weiner, her former husband. Uh, and the video in question is her doing satanic, disgusting, ritualistic stuff with Hillary Clinton. So now but she's... Not with only that, dude, she's just a prominent member in the Democratic Party, and now she's dating George Soros' son. Exactly. Come on. Who the Soros Foundation and and all their minion foundations are the ones that are behind the efforts that are financing stripping Donald Trump from the ballots across the country and doing all the uh, uh, pushes to get the in, you know indoctrination of the BLT sandwich stuff in the schools. I mean the the Soros. Uh, oh, gee, I I went. Uh, <laughs> oh my God! Whoa, <laughs> folks, the transition is complete. Thanks for listening. <clears throat> I am now Francine Dudes. <laughs> Welcome to the show. 
that you should join the volleyball team now. <laughs> Did you I'm see that team in Canada? Trying to get on a level to compete with Leah Thomas in the next swimming <laughs> Dude, did you see that team in Can- the volleyball team in Canada? No, I didn't. It's a, no. it's a there's no joke. They're dominating. It's a Wait, female I high did. school volleyball team. Wait, I did see this. Five of the players are men, so they're oh, starting lineup. It's just five dudes. We're, you're not doing it justice, women. though. Unfortunately, we're an audio program. But if you were able to see the visual display, uh, when these. Dudes, it's a football team taking on a group of little <laughs> women. It's insane it's to watch. And they're spiking the ball on these tiny chicks. It's so – it's out of a – you know what? We made fun of it, but the Daily Wire basically did kind of prophetically predict what was going to happen. Well, that's what everybody is saying. And it's like, yeah, I mean, this is not even – you know, the way the coach is talking about it, like, dude, you don't give a fuck about inclusion. You just love the fact that you have a winning team, you know? Well, look, okay. That's a weird one. No, no, no. It's not a weird one because we've talked about this when it comes to even localized non-sports. Emma has an uncle who competes semi-professionally locally here in Colorado in frisbee golf tournaments where you win money you win five grand right whatever it is but it's you know if you're good you're winning money they had some rule put in and then eventually there was this dude playing the chicks and dominating the women to win some fucking money, dude. It's no secret why Leah Thomas or anybody else would want a guy who is physically bigger than all of his competition. There's, it's no secret why this guy would take some hormones to go and dominate in these sports. You get a lot of money, man. Yeah, obviously. And fame. Yes. Look at Leah Thomas. Yes, man. The endorsements. I mean, come on. Leah Thomas probably paid his way through college with all the shit he did with the transition and the magazine articles and the commercials. I'm sure there's commercials with Leah Thomas, right? There's got to be. Oh, yeah. Have you uh, I can't think of anything, seen the but... numbers on Bud Light? They're actually really catastrophic for the company. No. And they're they're about to undergo massive layoffs this year, and I, I read this crazy article about it, and how here in Colorado, we had a burgeoning and, and pretty huge microbrew uh, industry. It was, you know, the last 20 years is a big deal out here, brought in a lot of business, and then we were able to take it out of the state and export it, but uh gen z not drinking which is a big deal uh sales are down across the board people in general are just not drinking beer also they're more into the alcohols and not kind of filling up on the brujas and what have you Mm. uh but outside of that in general um bud light just really they got crushed by the Dylan Mulvaney endorsement situation. I mean, that really, that kind of ended it for Bud Light. And it, hmm. it, it's, uh, you it know. come back. I don't know. Anheuser-Busch is doing good, man. Stonks is good. I th- well, I'm just talking about the Bud Light. 
I think yeah. the Bud Light as the brand name, we could actually end up living in a world where there is no Bud Light. No, it's coming back. No, I think it's done. I, from what I'm reading, uh, I don't think so, man. You gotta look into. I've read done. fantastic information about the uh, current younger generations. They are obsessed with de aging, non aging, not drinking alcohol. They prefer marijuana over alcohol. They don't yeah, smoke yeah. cigarettes. It, it's really wild when you dive into the statistics of the Gen Z and younger. The kids. Yeah, I, f- I found the article. It's from Fortune magazine. The kids ain't drinking, man. And yeah, and if they are, good. they're gonna go something local, something they know where it's made. Maybe they'll probably go booze because they don't want to, you know, consume all the calories. I mean, I. Well, you know why they're not drinking, man? Because they're at home. They don't have cars. Yes, and they're not being social, dude. When you're mm-hmm. out hanging out with people. You're pounding beers, man. You know what I'm saying? Oh, like, yeah. dude, no car, no beer. No wonder you're not getting laid. <laughs> let me let me let me break this down for you. Uh, what, what are they, Gen Zs? We did the oh. whole uh, clip from the other episode where they talk about Gen Z and younger. They have this loneliness epidemic that they're calling it, where these kids are just they're basically so antisocial because of their obsession with technology and social media it, and what a confounding term social media right it's literally causing anti-social it ruined behavior. us socially it, it did. ruined society yes it was the anti-social media and so now the, these generations who have never lived their lives without an ipad in their hands uh they are inexplicably now very depressed and don't have any friends and aren't getting laid and don't have partners in life. I mean, dude, if you want to destroy the nuclear family, there's your formula, man. Yeah. Oh, they're they're doing a great job of that. They've already done that. Do we have future generations of Americans anymore? Yeah, yeah, there's still some out there. We just talked, gotta get out of the big cities. Dude, we talked about it a while back how they were threatening, like, oh, there could be this, you know, electromagnetic pulse attack or a nuclear bomb in space. Did you see earlier this week uh, the nukes in space uh, with Ru- nukes Russia? Nukes in space! Oh! Russia space nukes. <laughs> we're gonna nuke space, man! <laughs> oh, hold on, let me change my diaper. Thank you, Legacy Media, for scaring the crap out of me once again. <laughs> Hold on. Turns out the KC Parade shooters are black. Space nukes! Space nukes! You hear Putin wanted to build nukes in space? Again, I love the fact that Putin is dying of cancer. That's right. He can barely, barely handle this force fighting him in Ukraine. That's right. They said the average age of the fighting force in Ukraine right now is like 46. That's not good. Yeah, uh, that seems like you're kind of running out of people, but I think it'll be scarier when the average age is like six, right? When they're throwing those guys out there. Oh, good God. Getting the toddlers out. <laughs> well, that's what you get in Africa. You ever seen the Africans in some of these countries? You got yeah, the, like, the-, the eight-year-olds with the machine guns and machetes walking around. It's a frightening scene. But it's like- a genius move because people with a heart have a hard time shooting a kid. <laughs> Not in the Gaza Strip. Did I go too far? Was that too far? Did I go too far? <laughs> well, those are our kids. Those are animals, you know? 
I'll shoot a pup. <laughs> Where are my Tony Fauci's at? All right, they'll they'll torture <laughs> anyone. My Fauci fans, my Fauci fanatics, beagles, Sh- orphans. I never shoot a puppy. Bullets <laughs> way too fast. Yeah. I like to watch them die. Fauci likes to cut the vocal cords on the beagle and then get the bat the bot flies on the skull. Right, watch them slowly die. <laughs> I can't wait for his book to come out. Did you see that? He's, he has a tell-all. The memoir. The memoir, yeah. <laughs> There's going to be three chapters on the opening pitch he threw out at the Nationals game in 2020. I mean, I just can't believe he could fit four decades of murdering people into one book. That, that's a task all in itself. <laughs> I think you could easily do one chapter on killing the orphans. You could do another one on the AIDS patients in the <laughs> 80s. You could dedicate You could dedicate another one to the uh, the grandmas you did with COVID. <laughs> And then here's the best part: you get a little, nice cliffhanger for the end on what the vaccine did to everybody, right? Oh, that's that's yeah. the best part. Find out in book two, right? <laughs> <laughs> I only got the book deal because I guaranteed the sequel. You know, <laughs> twenty thirty. That's when it comes out. It's called Mark of the Beast by Anthony Fauci. It's incredible. <laughs> The title is my 500-year life, but 500 is scratched out. (laughs) (laughs) I got in there by mistake. (laughs) The plague only happened because I was trying to make a vaccine. Oh, man. So, uh... Oh, dude. Speaking of of old white man, I got a fucking... I got a great clip for you. You, You're dropping bombs on me. I love it lately. Oh, yeah. What do you have? (sighs) Man, I was listening to Pod Save America. I'm sorry, Trump Save Pod. Trump sa- uh, Pod Save Trump. Yeah, man. And, uh, <laughs> dude, uh, believe it or not, they were talking about Trump. It's crazy. I know. That's what, You know what? I commend them for trying something new. You know, it's <laughs> it's tough. I mean, literally, the title of this uh, Trump was in the title of the show, as always, and. Uh, <laughs> But they were all talking about like Biden and his age and that report that came out, you know. Oh yeah, man. You know the ages, uh, the ageist report. The ageist report. But you gotta hear their defense of Biden. It, their defense of Biden is pretty much Trump is older. But oh, but not technically older. Not technically older, but like Mentally. just what. Not only is he well, I'll, you know, I'm gonna let them explain it. You ready I'm, for this? Yes, absolutely. It's great. Trump forgets shit too, and I do think the, the Biden folks have done a good job of surfacing Trump's verbal gaffes. Times he's looked and sounding confused. The South Carolina event that we led the show with, but I think you have to be careful that you're not making the debate feel like two bad choices only. You have to be sure to be pushing sort of the affirmative message for Biden's second term. I get why they started doing it because everyone was making fun of Joe Biden for gaffes or whatever and forgetting things. And they're like, look, Donald Trump screws up things all the time too. Fine. But like the biggest problem with Donald Trump is not that he's old and forgetful. It's that he is crazy and dangerous. (laughs) And that is what people already believe about him. Even the people who voted for him and then decided not to vote for him when you ask why they didn't, it wasn't because, oh, he was getting on in years and and flubbing things. It was, oh, because he said crazy shit like the NATO comment that could really put us all in danger. And so when Donald Trump says something in an event, I'd rather the response be like, 
and this is what this could mean for the American people if he becomes president again, then, oh, see, he's he's great. He's old, too. He forgets, too. I, I agree. I agree with that. I will say, look, I, I was thinking about this over the weekend, which is I, I agree with that right now. But that uninterrupted stream in which he is confusing Nancy Pelosi and Nikki Haley oh wasn't just God. a gap. It was probably, I think, the most kind of um, uh, like mentally unwell I've seen yeah. someone be running for president. <laughs> I mean, it, it's not a mistake. It's an ongoing confusion he does not resolve. I mean, he's what? a deeply deranged narcissist and has been for many years. Oh, uh, yeah. You see that, Frank? He's deeply deranged. And he, he couldn't even fix his mistake in real time. Joe Biden never even realizes he made the mistake. Never. And you guys could only point to one time Trump did it and, like, not let it go. It's crazy. How can you tell me one is old and senile, but the other one is fine? It's really wild. Uh, Bill Maher. How, how delusional is that clip, dude? Well, I was just thinking about the uh, Bill Maher segment at the end of his show on Friday, how he mentioned, uh, which I loved, that uh, he's tired of the extremes, how everything's dialed up to 11. And how Trump is Hitler, yes. you know, oh, Trump is Hitler now. Well, then how, then what is DeSantis? It was fantastic. I, I, I partly think he listens to our show, actually. Uh, but, <laughs> um, the, you know, everything is dialed up to 11. And so we've dialed up to 11, Trump being senile and, uh, you know, too old to run for office. Well, then look at Biden. How do we equate Biden to Trump, right? So they have to, they're taking it to the next level. Dude, the way they describe Trump doesn't actually align with what we see on TV. I know. Dude, one time he mixed up Nancy with Nikki. Both are women who are still alive today, attacking him every day. Yes. Joe Biden is confusing leaders from different countries with people who have been dead for 30 years and not realizing it. <laughs> yeah, he even, uh, if I'm not mistaken, in the press conference where he defended his senility, he, com he confused the president of Mexico for the president of Egypt. <laughs> not a good look. And he, also, he also confused the border of Mexico, I think, with the border of Egypt and Gaza yeah. in the well, same way. Yeah, Frank, he asked the president... Of Mexico to open up his border to the Gaza refugees. That's you right. Know? So, you know, that's, I understand. It's easy to confuse uh, these presidents, man. They got a lot on their mind. You know, they're, I know they're and I love the, def the defense of that from all the guys on the left was, like, you know, I, I can't remember all the world leaders and I'm 41. Yeah, but you're not the fucking president of the United <laughs> States. That is literally your job. You know, it was my favorite part of John Stewart's whole kind of little thing that he did, where he broke down Biden turning around and then coming back to the podium and then just eviscerating his own campaign and political <laughs> career by turning back. It's it's spot on. You know, it really it's kind of nice having someone like John Stewart. We we dabbled in it earlier in the week uh, or last week on our show, but. You know, when I kind of got to uh, think about it a little bit more, 
Uh, and, and think about and read about the backlash to him because I was actually shocked at how many people on the left were now, I guess, anti-John Stewart, which is really crazy uh, to see happen. Um, you know, the he is a guy who rides the middle truly the way Bill Maher wishes he could, but kind of was showing the truth without, you know, I couldn't actually tell you how Jon Stewart truly thinks, to be honest. And I was listening to another podcast about him and how uh, from some industry insiders, and they were mentioning how it is a well-known secret within the industry that Jon Stewart is a Republican and has voted Republican and has voted Republican. No. Yes. And has voted Republican for much of his life. Wow. Which I found to be shocking. And that, which also kind Really, he's a white man with a good job and a lot of money. That's that's really all it takes to be Republican. Well, and I th- I only then I thought back on, you know, when we were younger guys. And at the height of the guy's career at The Daily Show, he really made the whole thing, you know, on ripping on Bush, man. And if you kind of care about the party that you vote for, maybe that's the best fire to have to rip on something. You know, when you love something, you're able to make fun of it in the best way. That's a good call. And maybe that's why he stepped aside when Trump came on the scene. He realized there was no way he could play the field from the middle with Trump, and so he stepped aside. Oh, yeah, that's a good call. You had to take a stand. Dude, he, he literally, it to. was right when Trump became the front runner, he's like, I'm out, man. And when you think hmm. of it from the lens of him being actually a, a closet conservative, he's like me with the gay thing, three quarters. You know what I'm saying? Just kind of <laughs> partially stepping uh, up. There. I don't know, dude. Remember he was doing that show on Apple TV, which, man, did you hear about that contract? Well, I heard he got into huge fights with Apple and all this stuff. I, I don't know, so man. Apple Apple sided with the CCP on that one. The CCP yes. threatened to, to cancel like uh, pretty much everything with Apple. And then the and then Apple fired John Stewart because John Stewart wanted to kind of dig into the fact that China owns our media, folks. It's uh, take a look at John Cena and LeBron James. That's all you need to <laughs> oh, know yeah, when call. it comes to the ownership of our of our media. Man, it's all about China, and dude, they they have uh they they probably own our country, right? If, if you think about the White House situation, oh, I'm sure they. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, I don't know who owns us. That's, that's the hardest question, right? I guess BlackRock really owns the country. It's possible. I Maybe. You know? I just, um, I, I've been finding everything lately outrageous. When Jon Stewart hit the scene, to me, now, I was like, oh, it, we used to live in a time where I didn't even question Jon Stewart's... I didn't even think about who he voted for, which is kind of funny back in those days. We used to live in very different times. We weren't even really cognizant of who was presenting us information and what their political affiliation was. It didn't matter. 
now everything is politicized. And then all of a sudden, John Stewart's like, I'm going to come back once a week uh, and, and give you a little bit of a taste of what it used to be like to get something from the middle, actually. You know, Bill Maher, the dude, can't go 10 minutes without interjecting uh, the January 6th insurrection. <laughs> it is mind-melting to hear this guy bring it up. I think even his audience has given up on Jan 6th. Like, at this point, I feel like the public has accepted the fact that January 6th was a major psyop and was majority, like, mostly alphabet agency people involved. Like, That's really all it is. Yeah. The only people that weren't in the alphabet agencies are in prison right now. It's like 700 of them. <laughs> or on house arrest. All of them for trespassing. Not one for insurrection. Not one person has been charged with insurrection. And the one guy on film, both the night before and the day of, telling people to storm the Capitol, he's at home chilling at his farm because he's just a lonely farmer. <laughs> Ray Epps. Never forget. Ray Epps. The only guy actually well, inciting it, the it, insurrection, it, man. He's not home today because he's actually on a mission in Guantanamo. Oh, sorry. Yeah, no, he's at home. <laughs> <laughs> it's so crazy to me that Ray Epps, on film, inciting an insurrection, quite literally doing what they claim Trump did and Enrico Tario did and all these other people who are being either they're either in prison or they're going, uh, you know, they're in trial for prison. They weren't even there. But the guy there, the moment of, the night before, everything in between. Nah, he's back at home. He's hanging out. He's on probation. It's unbelievable. <laughs> he's with his wife. M- misdemeanor charge. Not even an ankle monitor. He's just a lonely, poor farmer. Everyone just needs to uh, lay off the conspiracy theories. You notice every time we're kind of right on something when it comes to us tinfoil hat nut jobs, they bust out the conspiracy theory and really make a mockery of it. I, dude, the, the the Super Bowl thing is pissing me off. Me more too. Than I was just about to say. I have never. It. You guys are making it political. The only people who believe there's a conspiracy theory about the Taylor Swift's going to overturn the election that's coming from the left. Oh, you guys yes. made that up about the right. Everybody I know and everybody I know that talks about it says I don't know. Some of the games leading up to the Super Bowl didn't really seem right. Some things don't really seem right. Kind of seems like it was a little rigged. All about making money. money. Nothing to do with Joe Biden. Exactly. No politics. You, the, there is no conspiracy <laughs> involving Biden with Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. It's easy to spell out the true conspiracy, which is the Super Bowl had 20 million more viewers and was the largest viewed television program in history. There's your conspiracy. There's That's your conspiracy. it. Do you know Not how to much many- <laughs> all the money that was made off of gambling? You yes. had more women than ever getting involved. Yes. How much money did you make on like grocery sales? Like, dude, stop yourselves. It has nothing to do with Joe Biden. Not everything is fucking about Democrats and Republicans. Yes, you know? that's what's so crazy. Like, maybe there's conspiracies out there that have nothing to do with politics. Maybe, just maybe, this was about money. Kind of like. All oh, other conspiracies. <laughs> no, but it's the, it's the same people that are like, like, not everything is about politics. You guys make everything about politics. Yes. Oh, it blo- you guys do. I cannot get over how many articles I've seen in places like 
NPR, Associated Press, uh, you know, CNN's all about it. You know, they, they they're really into the political leaning conspiracy theory how it has to do with dark brandon and the votes for biden no we just know that the nfl kind of a dying product they're really you know searching to get the young viewers back on ball uh on board what do you do well let's bring in taylor swift in the love story bring in the gen z and oh my god what a coincidence. 20 million more viewers than last year and with the highest pro- <laughs> viewed program in television history. Oh, yeah. There's your... It's How much money Frank, was made right there, man? Frank, you're crazy. That's such a tinfoil head conspiracy. Just because every girl he dated before this was a black chick and every guy she dated was some femboy <laughs> and then all of a sudden they fall in love. That's fucking crazy. It was all designed to get Ice Spice on camera so she can do her demonic worshipping symbols and then (laughs) purposely put the spell on the young fellow who had the knee injury, and that's how the Chiefs won the game. It was all designed for that witchcraftery. I think we can all agree. Fucking witches. Well, and ultimately what came of this is Huma Abedin is dating young George Soros. Come on, we should all rejoice in the love that is happening because of this, folks. It's a happy times. <laughs> right, That's man? the real relationship we should be watching. Not yes. Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. Wow, dude. Oh, you're so... Why you are... Know? We should have every camera and every news agency documenting why those two creep shows are dating each other right now. It's the... Yes. I mean, they're both spawns of Satan. I imagine this is the apocalypse. That's the only thing I can yeah. really do. Dude, did you see that thing about I sent you about the Rothschild and yes. the royal family? Oh, the... Oh, the Roth, dude, they're all lizards at this point. That's all I can say. It's about breeding, right?